Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 111 and 112. I will give thanks unto the Lord with my whole heart, secretly among the faithful and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is worthy to be praised and had an honor, and his righteousness endureth forever. The merciful and gracious Lord hath so done his marvelous works that they ought to be had in remembrance. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He shall ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are true. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do thereafter. His praise endureth forever. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. He hath great delight in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the faithful shall be blessed. Riches and plenteousness shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. 
Unto the godly there ariseth up light in the darkness. He is merciful, loving, and righteous. A good man is merciful and lendeth, and will guide his words with discretion. For he shall never be moved, and the righteous shall be had in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of any evil tidings, for his heart standeth fast and believeth in the Lord. His heart is established and will not shrink until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed abroad and given to the poor, and his righteousness remaineth for ever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The ungodly shall see it, and it shall grieve him. He shall gnash with his teeth and consume away. The desire of the ungodly shall perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th verse of the 16th chapter of the book of Isaiah. The glory of Lebanon shall come to you, the cypress, the pine, and the box tree together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary, and I will make the place of my feet glorious. Also, the sons of those who afflicted you shall come bowing to you, and all those who despise you shall fall prostrate at the soles of your feet, and they shall call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated, so that no one went through you, I will make you an eternal excellence, a joy of many generations. You shall drink the milk of the Gentiles, and milk the breast of kings. You shall know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze. And instead of stones, iron. I will also make your officers peace and your magistrates righteousness. Violence shall no longer be heard in your land, neither wasting nor destruction within your borders but you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But the Lord will be to you an everlasting light and your God your glory. Your sun shall no longer go down, nor shall your moon withdraw itself. For the Lord will be your everlasting light and the days of your morning shall be ended. Also, your people shall all be righteous they shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath holpen his servant Israel, 
as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second chapter of the Epistle to the Hebrews. Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the words spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? God also, bearing witness, both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit, according to his own will. For he has not put the world to come, of which we speak, in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might restore him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things he had made he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, 
and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has given us thy only begotten Son to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate and made thy children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by thy Holy Spirit. Through the same our Lord Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the same Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Merry Christmas to all. The um, Psalms tonight really lead us into the uh, meditation on the, the, the rest of the lessons. Um, Psalm 111 and 112 are often paired together because um, they, they belong to a kind of a triptych in the Psalter that goes from Psalm 111 to Psalm 113. Um, and in particular, the, these two are acrostic psalms, um, which means that they that in the Hebrew, they're, 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 the verses are sort of uh, listed out uh, in, in like the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And so it becomes kind of a mnemonic device to help people remember and take it to heart. And so you have in the, the kind of, in these two, there's only been a lot of shared language between these two Psalms as well that relates them to each other. And what we see in their relationship is, is really this kind of, um, this, this two, you know, two different focal points. The first one is focusing on the worship of God. And the second one is focusing on the character of the, of the man who is blessed um, the one who keeps the law of God versus the plight of the wicked who disdain the law and commandment of God. And in the first one, you have God kind of, you know, as, as said overall and, and God creating a world that is governed by logic and justice. Uh, and then you have that justice applied in Psalm 112 um, in the kind of symmetry of, of the righteous and wicked who in their, in their time reap the fruit of the things they have sown. 
Um, and so you have, uh, you know, you, Psalm 112 begins with this very common um, sentiment throughout the Psalter, yeah, blessed is the person who keeps the, the, the law of the Lord, blessed is the man who keeps the law of the Lord. Um, the problem is, is that, you know, that, you know, this Psalm is, is it, it characterizes the posture of the ideal worshiper, much in the same way that all liturgy does. Um, but at the same time, it also highlights where the, the people singing this psalm are not, uh, you know, participating in that blessing insofar as they're not participating in that delight that, you know, want that pure heart of delight for the law of the Lord and keeping all the commandments. Um, you know, as we, as we, I think, no doubt realize as we go through the liturgy on Sunday or through the daily offices, we, we realize that the things we are saying don't always line up with the posture of our heart. Um, and, you know, that's not meant to show that there, it's useless to go through, to, to say those things or that it makes us, you know, by default hypocrites. It, it's instructive to have those moments illuminated. And unless we did go through liturgy, we would never have the opportunity to have those places in the heart illuminated that we were not already inclined to find for ourselves. And so as uh, we read the Psalms, that's, that's what's being drawn out there. And so the question becomes, as we look at this, you know, okay, God has created a world of perfect justice and blessing will befall the person who with a pure heart obeys the commandment and, you know, misery will befall the person who does not, you know, who then can inherit the blessing of God, you know? And so we, we have, you know, these, these two sitting next to each other. And then as we move into the lessons, we see in Isaiah 60, this promise that God has made that the covenant of Abraham will be fulfilled and that the blessing of God will fall upon the children of Israel and through them will go out to the nations who will be blessed and will turn and honor Israel as the place and people through whom uh, the world has been blessed. Um, but then the question again becomes, uh, how does Israel, which we've, you know, if you've read the previous 59 chapters of Isaiah, you've gotten a good picture of all the ways that Israel has failed to do this, to uphold the law, to uphold the covenant. They are in no way qualified to inherit these blessings that are being proclaimed over them in chapter 60. So what then is the answer to this riddle? And we get the answer to it in Hebrews 2, where we see that it is God himself who issues the commandment and who is the one upholding faithfully in his loving kindness his end of the covenant constantly, who enters into solidarity with his people uh, who were unable to keep their end of the covenant and becomes one of them to uphold their end of the covenant as well. And so that blessings, the blessings that awaited for covenant faithfulness might be bestowed upon him and through his solidarity with his people might be extended through them. And so we're reading this at Christmas tide, of course, because in the celebration of Jesus's nativity and his birth, um, we are seeing revealed to us that God has not left us alone in our incapacity to uphold the covenant, that God has recognized our frailty, recognized our moral weakness, recognized our uh, corruptibility and our corruption, and has come and rescued us in the midst of that, has entered into our kind of plight uh, where we're bound to be those who inherit the kind of the, the just deserts of the wicked and has enabled, uh, has created a way for us to inherit the blessings of righteousness when we did not earn them for ourselves. And so this is a way we see in these three lessons tonight from the Psalms, from Isaiah, and from Hebrews 
how these how this has been worked out through the history of his people, which comes to a point in Jesus and then is extended to the whole world that through him, both the faithful of Israel and also the faithful among the nations would be gathered to one God and would inherit his blessing and participate in that new life that comes with that blessing. And so uh, what we're offered here and why we continue to celebrate Christmas and is, is because we've been offered a renewal of life that is the pure gift of a God um, who would not leave us in our helplessness, but came and became the helper, exact kind of helper we needed um, so that he could share with us um, the, the, the gifts that he always wanted to give and never wanted, uh, never wanted withheld from us. So it's a good, good reason to continue the feast this evening. Continuing with our intercession. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O most loving Father, who willest us to give thanks for all things, to dread nothing but the loss of thee, and to cast all our care on thee who carest for us. Preserve us from faithless fears and worldly anxieties, and grant that no clouds of this mortal life may hide from us the light of that love which is immortal, and which thou hast manifested unto us in thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining in tonight, and thanks to Aaliyah, my co-leader. Merry Christmas. Hope you have a wonderful evening. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Merry Christmas.